Welcome to Trust the Journey. I'm Jason Maletsky. <laughs> and I'm Melanie Curtis. Our mission is to live, love, laugh, and learn together with you. True that. We are here, family, to create conscious connections, to grow and contribute through our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, and trust, trusting the entire journey. If you would like to find us on the internet, our handle is trustthejourney.today. That will take you directly to our website where you can buy merchandise, you can sign up for our email newsletter so you get notified every time a new episode posts. You can find us on Instagram and at Facebook at the same address, trustthejourney.today. If you would like to become a member of the Trust the Journey family, which is a special Facebook group that we curate rate that is a safe space to share and be yourself and feel like you are always always welcome and safe to just be yourself without ever fearing that anybody's going to come back in any negative way you can support us through patreon any donation of any level on patreon will get you into the group and we would love to welcome you there it's a wonderful group of people who've gotten together there and it's so wonderful to see it blooming into amazing family so could join us in trust the journey family yeah absolutely for sure and if an episode inspires you feel free to share it with people for those who do listen feel free to give us a review on itunes that always helps get the podcast to more people but other than that let's just keep doing it and diving in today we are talking about navigating conflict we threw this on the table because Certainly, with lots of division in the world, it might be useful to talk through some skill sets and how we navigate just tough conversations. You know, we whether it's a thing of feeling divided in the world or whether it's just something that you're having a challenge with someone at work or whether you're having a challenge with someone you love. I mean, we thought this could be a really good just thing to expand on to get us all thinking about that when we're having these types of situations and conversations take place. Uh, one of the things that I always appreciate about the topic-based conversation is how it relates to each of us personally and how you can throw a topic on the table and it could mean something to one person and it might mean something totally different to somebody else. So when the topic was posed of navigating conflict, I, of course, I immediately think of conflict with others, but the biggest thing that's happening in my life right now is conflict within myself. Yeah. Is me dealing with my internal conflicts and physical conflict um, within my physical body at this moment is that I'm suffering a a damaged wing and it's a conflict between the part of me that wants to continue operating as I normally do you know and just go about my life and the part of me that just has to accept the fact that things are not going to be as they normally are because part of me is not operating as I normally do so recognizing accepting acknowledging and then navigating that internal conflict is it's the exact same thing yeah, yeah. conflict energy can show up in lots of different forms. It's obviously, like you said, most overtly present or 
typically thought of, like you said, as conflict among people, outward, externally manifested conflict within with people. But it's interesting because it usually is relative to, you know, ideas that we have and we're having a certain differing view of what how things should, quote unquote, should or should not be. And there's resistance in any conflict. There's a resistance to something else usually. And uh, that's absolutely found in inner conflict when we're resisting what is or like we're resisting how things should be or I wish it were different or I wish I didn't do this or like any kind of judgment or self-judgment we might place on ourselves has that tone of conflict energy and it's it's interesting how we can meet that similarly to how we would meet somebody like another person with conflict does that make sense like I I sort of go and I think about basically classes, like sessions, seminars that I've led. And I go to the skills, like what what are the skills of navigating conflict? I, I like to think of that because it's empowering to me. I used to be super afraid of conflict, external conflict with other people. And it was very hard for me to even engage it at all because I would immediately get very scared. I would immediately lose my thoughts. I would you know, just not be able to put sentences together in a thoughtful way. And so I like this I, this frame of skills in that for me, it empowers me like, cool, okay, I can learn that. I can, I can learn that. And so anyway, the first thing I would share on a, like on a list of skills is that anytime you are meeting a conflict, whether it's internal or external, I would say to act only and always from your values and boundaries. So like, what is it that you've, that you care about? Who are you? What is your character? You know? And so no matter what that is, you don't need to know the answer of how to resolve a conflict per se, but when we act in alignment with our values and our boundaries, we can always rest easy, right? We can always rest easy at night that we showed up in the best way possible in any given scenario. So uh, in, you, you said a lot there. There's a lot to take in. The first thing that I pulled out of that is a question in in relationship to, I think, what a lot of us might think of when we say conflict, I think a lot of it comes to mind, a lot of what comes to mind is aggression and the note of people raising their voices, people becoming in, in excited. Yeah. Elevation of stimulated, you know, mm-hmm. and, and very vocal and very present. And the question that I had for you in that fear that you had felt with the concept of it and just wanting to shrivel away from it, was it anchored in experiences that involve violence or aggression or, you know, inappropriate behavior that didn't have boundaries? Well, I mean, yeah, like I certainly personally being a sensitive being and I I would credit call myself a very sensitive emotionally and energetically sensitive person. I don't say that in a negative way at all. I say that very honoring of that being of high value that I hold. Uh 
as a result, being around any sort of aggressive and, you know, aggro type personality is, is very scary for me. And yeah, it's very present. My dad is like that. My dad's awesome, but he's a he's a guy who'll yell at you. You know what I mean? He'll raise his voice. He he will be that type of disciplinarian. And so I'm not trying to, you know, blame my dad or anything like that, but meaning being a young, sensitive girl, sensitive person, sensitive being around that, that's one version of where I think at a very, very young age I was imprinted with this fear of that type of way of being. Because it wasn't just me that he was disciplining like that. It was my brothers. But I would be around that and I would be very scared just witnessing that discipline. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So that was the one question is the, I think a lot of us root conflict in early childhood experiences and in experiences where we're small where we're very little, we have very little strength, power, energy, the ability to protect ourselves. So if we have a portion of our lives that we come from where our position is that of one that doesn't really have a lot of, not very many defense mechanisms, we have things like crying, we have things like screaming, you know, like things like hiding or running away. Mm -hmm. Um, So taking that and moving that forward into an adult life or even a juvenile or adolescent life and then saying, okay, well, well, how does that, how does that, how do we navigate conflict when we start to have some of these, we start to have our own voice. We start to be able to navigate the situation, think about what's going on and try different strategies for, you know, mitigating, neutralizing, uh, debating, whatever the situation, the different approaches might be. It feels like as we're, you know, in the middle part of our lives, the earlier part where we, we're going to try a bunch of things and we're just throwing them on the table to see if they may or may not work. And as we get older, we're going to move into a situation where we have the experience to say, if you have trained these skills that you can now say, okay, what's going to be the most effective way to deal with this particular situation. And I'm going to employ that set of, practices or skills or tool sets or whatever we might want to refer to it as. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. I think it's very, that's part of how do we act in alignment with our values and boundaries? We first identify what they are. We don't know what they are. If we haven't done reflective work, if we haven't done looking back at where we might have picked up these behaviors, one of my favorite quotes on reaction or response is If it's hysterical, it's historical. I know I've said this on the podcast before, but it's very relevant to this particular topic of navigating conflict because if we are overly reacting to a scenario that doesn't theoretically warrant that level of emotional response, we can almost certainly trace it back to something else that is driving that fear, right? So theoretically, a raised voice right? A raised voice isn't going to kill me, right? Yeah. There's no there's no reason to be to fear, theoretically fear that physically, mortally, whatever my body would respond, right, to this idea of conflict. Uh, but I didn't learn that until much later. 
right? I certainly don't enjoy being around a raised voice. It's a boundary that I have. I, I don't want that in, in my life and the way people treat me or respond in my world for the most part. You know what I mean? Humanity where none of us are perfect. But my point is, is like yeah. that is tough, really tough for me still. You know what I mean? I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that to be a continued way of being for anyone in my life, right? So that's a, that's a boundary I've clarified for myself. And part of that too is once clarified is then respecting, is then bringing respect into, into, the, into it. As in, I'm going to respect my own self and the boundaries I've set for myself. And I'm going to respect the humanity of, and I'm talking about obviously conflict among people, but like even if you're dealing with conflict in yourself, the respect of what you have determined as your values and boundaries. So if I determine, right, that this is a boundary of mine and a value of mine to show up lovingly and and thoughtfully and as calmly as possible, whatever, again, as a skill set, I want to try to honor that even when I'm reflecting on an inner conflict, right? If my my self-talk immediately goes to, and this doesn't actually really happen to me much anymore, honestly, goes to like hateful, like you suck, you'll never do this. Who are you to think you could do this? Like those types of real aggressive, mean thoughts that can come up in our own minds. That's another version of like, how can I affect a boundary and respect the level, the kind of treatment I would want in my life. So it can show up in both, both areas and just stay with me one more second. The respect piece of, of respecting another person though, is also really important when we're considering having a dialogue where there could be disagreement, where there could be heat, right? We want to really still make sure we care to be a respectful person to another human. Again, and this is something obviously I hold dear, but I think that's something really valuable for people to think about when we are in scenarios that could potentially trigger us into our own stress responses, which could then trip us out of our chosen values and back into our patterned fear responses. So again, a lot of stuff to digest and it's such a huge topic. Yeah. So um, I feel like if, if we start at the establishing our own values piece of it, I've, where, at least in my experience, where I started na- navigating conflict in my own life was inside of my early relationships. Um, there's incidental times through life where you have random occurrences with strangers with unexpected situations but like the repeated situations the one where you're going to have the opportunity to you you know you're going to run into the same situation repeatedly and you're going to be then given the opportunity to practice managing or navigating that situation if it's with somebody you care for, it's often the person who you feel the most comfortable with, the person who you would feel the most comfortable to be able to share your feelings or your emotion or how you actually think or feel about something. So the challenge is not getting wrapped up in our emotional experience that we maybe even have a strong stance with 
and still maintaining a position that respects our our um the the person or being that we are sharing the conversation with as well as ourself and within ourself our set of values or boundaries that we have chosen even if we don't know what they are that's that's the tricky thing like i think early on when those aren't established we don't really know what they are we might tend to react more out of an emotional response where something triggers a boundary we don't understand that what's that that's what's occurring and we feel an energetic um response to that trigger but we express it as some form of emotional expression whether it's anger or um some um, whatever form it might take at the time yeah i love that that you brought that up because i feel like the next thing to even to consider is and it's not that this is any in any particular order like the things that i'm sharing today but when we have a trigger an emotional experience a response to something that we don't know why it's happening or what it's from like you just said that is the time to employ genuine curiosity Right. So we can really be like, hold on, whoa, hold the phone. Right. Between like it I forget the quote. What is it? Actually, I totally know it. Hang on, hang on, hang on. It's something about between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and freedom. And so at that as related to values and choosing an alignment with that. But we, before we're practiced, like you said, it's so understandable that inside that space, we wouldn't know what to do, right? We wouldn't, we wouldn't know. So like, or even allow that space to occur, right? To even arrest ourselves, to stop ourselves in that space. But if we can, if we can stop ourselves in that space, like, boom, I'm triggered. And then, okay, wait, there's a space. I don't have to respond yet. Then get really curious about it. it, Again, this is if you haven't identified what's driving your triggers. We can get really curious in that moment. And again, I want to really point these things to both sides of the house in the sense of, navigating conflict in ourselves and navigating conflict with other people in that curiosity is without judgment. It's a it's a very open energy as in someone and yourself, you won't feel attacked or wrong or judged when someone is genuinely curious about what's happening, like just seeking to understand. You know what I mean? So that can be a really yeah. powerful thing, again, to employ when we're navigating conflict of, of any kind. Uh, when would you say you started being able to become aware of that? The Great curiosity question. piece. That's a good question. Gosh, who knows? I think, honestly. Or, or let me ask it another way. What enabled you to become aware of it? Yeah. What I would say to both questions, given I wouldn't pinpoint an exact experience, 
It is absolutely connected to my pursuit of personal and spiritual development. And I say personal development and spiritual development both because they're both very powerful. But for me, it was very much just, I'm going to start going and being a life coach. And I'm really sort of interested in just starting to have conversations with friends reflecting on our life and emotional experiences. People who have growth mindsets, who are not just having a conversation with you to reaffirm your righteousness about how you feel about something, but really having open, curious dialogue with friends with the intent to explore and grow and source insight from those engagements. So like that sounds really technical, <laughs> you know, but really it's it's personal development conversations that are growth focused and insight goal oriented around insight. Yeah. So what I heard you say is when I started sharing about the thoughts or experiences I was having with others. Not just with anyone, though. Yeah. Just with, yeah, with people. With specific. Yeah. People who had the same interests in yes. developing awarenesses of self. Correct. Because if you have yeah. a, a conversation like that with someone without those skills, it's not a bad thing. It's wonderful. You have friends, you, you love each other, family, whatever. If the person doesn't have that skill, though, it's very easy and likely for your frame and your positioning to simply be supported by that friend versus genuinely explored into. There's a, there's a nuanced difference there. <coughs> so... Okay, so now I understand. So the tendency in humanity is to be empathetic towards each other. So if you're having an experience and you're like, oh, man, I feel so pissed off about this. And I'm like, yeah, it's okay to be pissed off. You know, like I'm going to support you in being pissed off because I'm typically empathetic towards whatever feeling you're having rather than saying, well, why were you pissed off? Yeah. And it's not like we can't be empathetic. It not, it's not like we can't, you know, sometimes we we read the situation and the right thing to do is be like, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not ideal, yeah. right? But that's a temporary yeah. supportive solution to an acute moment of emotional charge. That's different than an exploratory when we're able to and capable. That So like meeting someone at an acute emotional charge can be sometimes warrants short-term support in a certain way to help them come down from that such that they can access their bigger bigger avenues of thinking. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I understand, yeah. <clears throat> so, okay, so we've identified that when we start to become aware of this potential curiosity is within ourselves is when we're able to speak on it right when we're able to start to in be investigative into our own action reaction type behaviors yeah yeah and i think i think in a lot of ways it has to happen within us before it can happen with externally right yeah i think it's a a messy road where we're doing it with ourselves and we're practicing with other people and we kind of suck at, at it in both places, but we're iterating and we're getting better. And I'm sort of meandering. If you're watching the YouTube video, I'm sort of back and back and forth. But 
So yeah, I, I certainly don't think we have to be fully on top of our emotional shit in order to be showing up in relationship and conversation and conflict with others with any real skill. I think that we absolutely do both all the time. That's my my personal view because both exist. I have relationships. I'm growing myself personally. I'm only going to show up where I'm at, where I'm at, at my level of, of consciousness and, and capability. Sure. Well, we can't really show up at any other point, right? Yeah. We only are ever what we are. So. Yeah, exactly. It's a really big topic. It is. It's, yeah. It is. I mean, another, I'm happy to share another thing. The, I mentioned when people have an acute spike in emotion, right? And I've certainly been there. You've been there. You've been on the other end of the phone when I've had acute spikes in emotion. Like we've, you know, we've been there for each other in these, in these sure. moments. And one of the things that when and if something like that happens and someone's in an acute spike, certainly this is different than if you are in conflict with this person. So somebody comes to you that you are not threatened by, that you are just trying to be there for. That is a theoretically a lot easier, and I say easier, because we're not triggered by that. We might be triggered by it in that, oh my God, I'm afraid of of anybody having high level of emotion, so I don't know how to be there, for, I don't know how to hold space for them. We can watch for that and cultivate the skill of holding that space when someone is emotionally charged. If the person is emotionally charged and we're feeling attacked, that is doubly difficult to keep ourselves sort of grounded and peaceful and what whatever. But this, the next skill that I usually share with people in either of those scenarios when someone is elevated and we're, we find ourselves engaged with them, and again, this applies to ourselves. When we are elevated, we can do this. And what we can do is we can acknowledge and validate the feeling. We can go, wow, given this situation or given what's going on, it completely makes sense that you would feel that way. Or like, wow, if you're, if you're thinking that I did that and you really are, are, you think that I did that, it totally makes sense. You'd be completely pissed off, you know, like really acknowledging that, that reality for them. And that's, those are really generic examples, but that skill helps diffuse the the acuteness of the emotion and bring someone down and be like, okay, cool, I'm not a f- fucking crazy person because I'm freaking out. It makes sense. It's logical. Now what? Does that make sense? Yeah. I have to admit I'm having a little bit of a hard time keeping up because I'm a bit distracted by some pain within my body. Totally so, understandable. Yeah, I can validate bit. that easily. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. So makes sense. I'm sorry that you're feeling wandering. that. It's all good. Yeah. It's just part of the experience of being human. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, what is going on in your in your experience? How can we maybe help you? What, what would be useful to no. share? You know, I think the conflict that I'm experiencing right now is in wanting to be able to show up for all the things that I <clears throat> like to do in my life that are important to me for all the commitments that I have, yeah. uh, that I've created for myself. And then also having, you know, to pull back at the level that I'm able to do so because my physical body has only so much to be that it can do. So I think there's a balance in there. 
Um, sometimes you just say, Hey, I can't come in today because I just can't because my body tells me it's not something I can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then other days we come in, you know, for half a day or whatever it might be. So it's, I think if I just try to like listen to my own experience and try and navigate my way through this conflict is I'm conflicted by wanting to be able to show up for all the things I'd like to have committed to this week. And the fact that I'm not going to be able to do that. Yeah. And so how do I strike a chord to say what I will and won't do? And I guess I have to let the, in this situation, my body's the, the deciding factor. Yeah. Right. Gets, gets to choose. I don't really like my logical mind, the thinking mind doesn't get the, the, the option to play in. So I, I like to think of myself as the body, the mind and the spirit you know, and my mind is thinking and my body is knowing and my spirit is all things, you know, so body gets to choose sometimes. Yeah. It's, and again, that's really easy to validate. You are a liver of life. Like you engage at, in your life and your work at the highest levels. You, you have epic standards and I don't mean this to be like oh there's a but meaning like you are a really engaged person and you're you're you are a high integrity person wanting to be there for these things so it makes sense to me when you're not able to do that for any reason you'd be like oh man like this that now I perceive this as not as less uh, like not as good a life experience as if I could be out there and so it's like Maybe you're right, maybe not. I don't know, but it's cer- certainly logical to to wrestle with feeling unfree because of a physical yeah. limitation. Yeah. yeah, it's part of the conflicts we get to navigate. I know. Yeah. Well, the funny yeah. thing is, you're gonna laugh about this. This is the last sort of thing I'll share relative on a skill love, skill front. But uh, the last thing I usually share in in this this type of session is practicing gratitude right, is going back to the skill of gratitude and for the opportunities presented to us, which the opportunity of you getting to work through this challenge, who knows what that is, you know what I mean? But it's like really aiming to practice that and express gratitude. And and again, practicing gratitude for ourselves individually in in a scenario and also expressing gratitude and practicing gratitude with the people we're in conflict with. Thank you so much for sharing that with me, that I imagine that probably was really hard or I just, I really appreciate you being honest with me. Thank you. Yeah. You know, um, I, did I send you a meme in the last couple of days that had like the seven keys to, uh, success or awareness or something? And the, the last, I... the last one was practice gratitude religiously. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just every single opportunity to do so. And <laughs> irony is when I, um, when I injured myself recently, I'm like, I was still in the trauma situation where I'm like, I'm on site of where I'm injured. I haven't gotten any medical help yet. Oh my goodness. And, and I'm like, no, I'm so grateful. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I'm it. all, I know how to make myself feel better. Like I'll be okay if I just do this, you know, yeah. super funny. Um, you know, I want to like go back to the, the primary topic here in the sense that there's so many opportunities for this, right? Like it's daily, it's daily that we get to navigate conflict, whether it's within ourselves or externally with others or in groups and who knows. And 
the state of the union per se is very divided in this world, right? The American culture right now is showing one of the most obvious divisions in perspective or point of view. And so there's a lot of different positions, very opposed because of the system that is employed by the common culture. There is opposition, right? This red and blue culture. And I feel like the, it, the, the two-party system really needs to be addressed because it does create this opposite position where it's me against you just because we have different positions or different opinions on things and having multiple parties allows you to have multiple positions multiple opinions and it doesn't mean anybody's ever all right or all wrong it's just there's lots of different thoughts on things and what we find as we go through the world is there's lots of different ways to do things you know that you can you you could do the same thing a hundred different ways and come up with the same answer every single time or you could do it you know, the same way a hundred times and come up with a different answer every time. So it's worthy of thinking about it. Um, I tried in, to avoid conflict myself. I don't really enjoy the process of navigating it. Mm-hmm. I, f- I find myself in a conflict situation, then I will employ the skills that we both know, Mm -hmm. which is leaning into our values and being respectful, being grateful, uh, being curious, being honoring, Mm -hmm. holding time, space for everybody involved uh, to each have an opportunity to share and feel um, respected. But at the same time, I have to say that I do... I do feel like I, I avoid it when it comes to the known challenges, In when it comes way? to things that are, well, I'm not going to dive and find myself like looking for a fight, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not interested in, um, what kind of, I, I don't need to, I don't have a point to prove, you know, yeah, myself, gotcha. like mm-hmm. I, I don't need to push my opinion upon somebody else. And mm-hmm. I think that comes from a lot of my upbringing of being forced into situations where uh, concepts and beliefs were very dogma forced on to me. And that's it. It's like, this is what you have to believe. This is the way you have to think kind of thing. And I'm a strong believer that you don't have to think anything you don't want to think. You can think anything you want to think. It's your mind. It's your life experience. It's your movie. You write the script. So Uh, Mm -hmm. myself, I choose to write one that doesn't include a lot of conflict unless my values and my boundaries are being challenged, you know, and then I have to stand up for them and I have to say, well, nope, this is not okay. I'm not willing to allow this to occur within my sphere of existence. And I would say again, like for most of us, that probably happens with the people closest to us. It's usually in our closest circle, the people that we work with, our partners, our family members, people in our closest proximity on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah, I love everything that you just shared, everything. I want to echo it in my own way. The first thing that you said, or one of the first things that you said was about the opportunities that we find inside of these challenges, and not that we chase them down, but... And I I want to say that out loud because 
it's very typical, right, for conflict to devolve into something really awful and hateful and, and, and not great, right, in all of the levels. And so when we are able to meet conflict really hearts in, a, in this way that we've described today, there's a massive opportunity to obviously build bridges and unify, but build trust, right? To build trust, to earn influence. And it's not that it's like a subversive, oh, I'm going to earn influence because I'm going to whatever. It's it's really like because we're standing, we're, we're showing up as we are, as the character of who we are, even if there's differing views. and And that gives us that opportunity to even amidst and even with people that we don't agree with, we'll have a respectful, honest, earned connection, you know, a meaningful connection and 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 have influence with one another because we trust each other that we'll be able to show up in these conversations that are exploratory and they can be exactly that, exploratory, right? And not have any any pressure on any particular outcome, which points to what you were saying about you know, being in conversations about the divide in, in the United States and, and whatnot and what's going on and what people are standing up for and, and fighting against and and whatever, all, all of the things. Where I will go with that sort of at the end of what you shared, you said, okay, and if something is going against what I think is right or for my view or my boundary, or I forget how you said it, then you will stand up. You will step into conflict if that's necessary. Now, and I say conflict, not meaning like an aggro fight conflict, but meaning a, a standing up for oneself and one's thought and belief exactly, and yeah. need. And so why I bring that up is that I have definitely, I am in no way a person who knows a ton about politics. You know, like I, I don't. I'm a very, I'm a baby bird learning about the learning about that stuff, learning about the systems, learning about all kinds of different things. And I like that. I'm glad that I'm learning about that. I would historically completely avoid it because I, as you mentioned earlier, really wasn't far enough down my own individual path of healing and and growth and consciousness to be able to even step into those con- those conversations and potential conflicts and have any ability to not freak out and like cry and retreat and like just basically all of my shit would come up and I'd be like instantly afraid and I just couldn't hang. I just didn't have the skills, right? And so now, interestingly, being a person who has been committed to growth for so many years of my life and committed to healing and committed to my own all the things about finding what my values are and then living into them, iterating and feeling my own self-trust around how I'm going to show up in the world and how I'm going to show up in any engagement with another human being and with myself, that now is the foundation for how I can step up and now use my voice on an elevated platform. Do I have all the answers? Fuck no. Do I think there are specific exacting answers? No, I don't. That said, I'm now willing to be uh, in those conversations. And I'm excited to be in those conversations, even though it challenges me greatly to be in them. I'm, I'm happy to be a part of potential for unification and, and bridging 
ideological divides and stuff like that. I just like the idea of that possibility. And so I like that I'm able to do my part in those lanes, even though I feel relatively still quite unskilled in that area. It does feel good to be able to engage a situation and do so with that balanced position that allows for everybody to be heard, for respect to be in place, for actually to help bring things to a point where each other is able to hear each other and where we're able to share in curiosity on each other's points and conflict basically dissolves. Yeah. You know, I think that's really the goal of navigating conflict is to remove the attachment to the position and just curious, curiously investigate the conflict itself without being attached to why or, or me or you or I or this concept inside of the argument or the, the discussion. And I think I finally, like, just as to speak on it from my own perspective, where I've been most challenged in these scenarios has been in close relationships, in relationships where with a loved one or a partner and a conflict arises where we're not quite sure about what the conflict is. Yeah. You know, like, so the, everybody's been on this ride. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is, this is a biggie. I'm going to put this one on the table. What are we arguing about? <laughs> right. Right. What are we arguing about? And you can't even remember what it is that we're arguing about. Be we're just arguing because we're caught up in our position of being opposed to the other position. Mm -hmm. And it's often due to the fact that we lost our strategic awareness of the fact that we were listening or whether we became emotionally engaged and now we're just riding the emotional wave. And the difference being in one state, I'm able to hear you and I'm able to take in what's being said and contemplate it and think about whether or not I align or don't align with whatever position's been offered. The other state is I'm no longer hearing what's being said. I'm only voicing my position and not receiving the other information anymore. And yeah. I think that's that's like the big piece of it all, right? Is whether we're actually able to take in what's being offered and if the person or people that we're exchanging with are able to do the same because when the conversation closes down on either side yes. and either party involved or parties involved remove or, or move from the place of listening to what's being said to only speaking, then the conversation ended. It's not a conversation if we're not receiving anymore yeah so th that little switch like that switch going on and off of i'm actually taking in what's being said to me or i'm just trying to push my thoughts out to somebody else is really the tipping point for whether it's a conversation or whether it's just a speech yeah i love yeah. that love that distinction yeah. super powerful one of the this is sort of parallel but one of the 
things that I love relative to getting people out of their that idea of certainty around whatever idea they're holding about a certain person or a certain situation, whether it's in a micro engagement like you're describing with a loved one where you're like, okay, we're we're triggered and we're both in our stuff and we're no longer com- having a conversation where we're sort of certain about whatever idea, whether it's unconscious or not. I'm certain that I'm right. I'm certain that I'm right. Whatever. That That's an impasse, right? That's an impasse. The commercial or the little video that they made where they brought people in and had them sit at a bar or whatever and share a drink or something with different people around the world. So like people with different views around or prejudice or judgments around discriminatory thoughts around other people from other cultures having ideas or having, sorry, just simple human interactions with those people, The how the beautiful, like, awesomeness of, of genuine, raw human connection helped to bridge that divide, helped to really help people receive the thing that the other person was sharing and vice versa. Now, if we think about that relative to a micro- conflict with a loved one, what are we arguing about? We can think about it too and and try to remember the humanity. Like what's like and the curiosity and what's and and even just thinking to yourself, what's going on over there? That is a that's a person in a real life experience in in some kind of challenge. Something's up here. I don't know what it is, but who knows what it is. I, I love this person. This person's a, a person. You know what I mean? Like sounds very simple, but sometimes those very simple, just human baseline things can be so powerful to diffuse conflict. I had a really interesting <clears throat> excuse me. I had a really interesting um circumstance arise recently where I had reached out to somebody for help. It was a stranger, a business operator, and I'd gone to their business and said, Hey, can you help me? I'm having some trouble here. You know, do you provide the service that can, can help me out of this circumstance? And they're like, no, not really, but maybe, you know, we can possibly point you in the right direction. Let me see what we can do. And they step out of their way in their lives to, um, help me. You know, to like, they stop whatever they're doing in their whole existence and start working on my problem instead of their problems, yeah. uh, you know, or whatever their goals are. And we're now working on my goal and they spend a few hours with me working on my goal, help me to get down the road, being a good person. And, and then what I found, you know, it was a very interesting thing. And this is on that whole humanity piece is as that conversation carried on and, we got further down towards solving a problem or at least getting a next step towards solving the problem. I found that we sit in very different seats in the gallery of life of how we view things and somewhat opposed. And I find I'm like, Oh, here I am working with somebody who feel, who acts quite, quite opposite to the things that are very valued to me. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, okay, how do I feel about the fact that, Somebody, unbeknownst to them, is, you know, helping somebody who has a value set quite opposed to their own. And 
I had to just laugh at myself and be like, that's so interesting. You know, it's so interesting. And there's the curiosity piece of it that allowed me to just let go of the attachment to my values being different to theirs is that it's like, look at this. If we don't talk about it, if we don't push them to the front of the conversation, my values versus your values, then we're just people being people Mm -hmm. doing our things, you know, and we're totally willing to help another person. If we don't try to like paint our stripe of color that we need to put in the front of us to say who we are, we just be who we are, Yeah, you know, just be another person. And so that humanity came first. And as the other parts started to reveal themselves, it's like, is it even necessary to bring this stuff up? And I'm like, you know, I started to feel triggered because I started hearing things that I'm quite adamantly not okay with. Mm -hmm. And I have to realize I'm like, okay, this is not targeted at me. This is just somebody's, somebody's own shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, somebody's own shit and they don't even know that they're dealing with something most likely, you know, and I was able to just go get past it. But as far as, the whole topic of navigating conflict, the conflict came up within me, right? Like this person was being super helpful to me going out of their way and trying to be a good person and being a good person yeah. doing so. And then me having a conflict with their value set, mm-hmm. you know, and unbeknownst to them. And so I had the whole experience of conflict where they had none of it. Yeah. You know? uh, that's so fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. I love yeah. that. But you know, that, that final piece of humanity, just like if we, if we put it into the frame of a skill, it's like, we can think of that as a skill of a, of a mindset skill, just care on a, a basic human level, just care humanity. You know what I mean? That that strips away all ideology and potential conflict theoretically. Maybe that works for people, maybe it doesn't. Doesn't matter, but that sort of brings us to almost the end of this conversation as we're getting close on time, but I love it that it came up in your story that you had this reflection and this experience and you then got to ask yourself well, how do I want to respond in this situation? How do I want to respond? What am I committed to going forward? What are the times I want to speak up? What are the times I don't? Maybe you'll know, maybe you won't. Every situation is different. But there's this excellent, so it's we can talk all day long about skills, but if we don't then reflect on ourselves and what actually works for me, what actually do I want to do? And again, it's not like we have to know that right now. I'm asking these questions. These are big questions. You might try something this coming week. It might totally work. And then you're like, cool, I'm going to try it again next week. Or you might try something and it totally fucking blows up in your face and it doesn't work. And you're like, well, okay, I, I think I'll maybe zoom, look at that a little differently and see if I want to try something different. You know, so it's, again, that iterative process of skill building and habit change and mindset shifting are found in all of these things that we talked about today and in all of the little experiences that we have. Like, I love that story. I feel like it's such a perfect example of of making a choice in the moment and then reflecting on how you want to go forward from that with the insight you gained. It's beautiful. Yeah, I really found it to be a powerful life experience for me. I, as I found myself lit, driving away from the situation, I was truly reflecting on it, thinking, wow, you know, <clears throat> is this person somebody that I would 
you know, pick up the phone and call up and be like, Hey man, how you doing? Good to, you know, it was really good. Appreciate your help. Um, you know, I'm grateful for their help. I probably wouldn't choose to engage them. You know, I'm grateful for the whole experience. It's not somebody that I would spend time with on a social level, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people, oh, I'm sorry. I think you froze. Sorry, Jay. Uh, I think probably a lot of us have people in our lives and our families that totally have opposing views to us. You know, I just certainly do. And it depends certainly on the person and the level of closeness that person is to us. But personally for me, I love, I love my people who have different views than me. I, I totally love them. I mean, there's really nothing they can do to make me not love them unless they, I don't know, became some mass murder or something. Then I would just be sad. I'd probably still love them, though, you know? <laughs> like, there's really nothing they can do to make me not love them. You know what I mean? And that helps me when I feel like, oh, my God, what am I going to do when someone, you know, that's really close to me? It's like we don't have to change that. We can we can navigate it and be with it and, again, decide what's right for us as a relationship and a conversation evolves over time. And it's going to change over time too, right? It's not always the same thing. Correct. W- what we start off with, <laughs> that's a big tough one too. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay to change. Yes. It's okay to not think or have the same feeling that we had at one point later on. Absolutely. You know? Oh my yeah, God, what so my life would tough. be like if I never changed my ideologies? Like seriously, if I never challenged my own limiting thoughts as a young person, fuck, I wouldn't be doing anything like what I've done with my life. Yeah, I think that's, that's a powerful. That's a big key. It's powerful. That's a really big key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Challenging our own impressions is probably the biggest thing we can possibly do as a person, right? Yep. Those neural pathways get trenched. (laughs) You can just flash the hard drive if you want to fix that. Untrench your shit, peeps. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just like getting loopy at the end, I think. Yeah. Jay and I had a humongous laugh before we started recording. And I just, I almost want to cut that audio into the end just so that you guys can end this conversation and hear us just crying, laughing. It was so fucking funny. It's pretty good. I have to say, I was thinking about it. Um, I was thinking about it because I didn't plan that. (laughs) That just happened, you know? I just realized. um, So I'll play, I'll just play it back for our audience is that we do, the way that we cut our audio together is that we use a clipboard type uh, like you do in a movie, right? Where you say three, two, one, and then they clap, they clap the clapper board and the, the smack on the board makes an audio spike and the audio spike allows you to line up the video of the board closing and the audio so that you can time things to be synchronized and we do that by clapping our hands and I'm injured. I only have one hand. So <laughs> I use the sound of one hand clapping with one hand just waving through the air and it took Melanie a second to figure it out but then she lost it and then the, I lost it we're the, crying the visual of Jay's hand, Jay's hand just swiping through the, the screen it definitely took me a second but then I'm like I will never that visual will not leave my brain for any time soon that is so ridiculous oh my god but anyway I think this was a really hearty uh, conversation I hope peeps for all of you listening I hope that this was a value obviously we're high high concept conversation today but yeah like 
reach out to us, drop us a line. Again, join the Trust the Journey family if you really would like support and implementation of these types of skills. I mean, we're in there. You know, we're supporting each other. We're expanding the dialogue. So, yeah, go to trustthejourney.today if you want or drop us a DM on Instagram. Uh, and we'd love to love to have you there. Um, but really, we're just so grateful that you're with us listening and we hope you get so much out of each episode. I want to throw one more little piece in here as we wrap this up in that uh, I feel like this concept, even though it can seem to be a very far away concept as a very, you know, uh, to grasp and to really dig our teeth into and uh, put into application where I feel like it can be so gratifying, so gratifying in my own life experience here. So I'm just going to speak to say when I have found myself in a conflict situation with somebody that I care and love deeply, being able to navigate out of that conflict into a place where we can discuss, alleviate, find the answer, just navigate our way to whatever it needs to go where we're no longer conflicted is the best feeling ever. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing better there really is nothing better than to be able to move from that place of conflict into a place where we're able to hear each other, we're able to understand each other's opinions, hear each other's needs, and then do what we can for each other to fulfill those needs so that each other can have our values and our boundaries and met and feel good about that for each other and be able to move forward away from those conflicts. That's really the goal. It's so, so amazing. And I will say that on our usual end point of gratitude, I am deeply grateful for every friend, close family, chosen family who have done that for me, who have, who have been willing to step into a space like that to resolve conflict. We are unstoppable love love relationships now like absolutely unstoppable and i'm sure. deeply grateful for that so yeah thank you jay for sharing that yeah i would echo that as well the, the same thing in the people in my life we've been willing to work through conflict as well and now we stand stronger than we could ever be exactly so i encourage everybody out there to do the same for one another yep in conflict yeah. or not keep laughing keep loving and keep, keep trusting, trusting the journey, the journey. <laughs> love you guys Jay, three, two, one. <laughs> oh, that's right, you poor thing. You just gotta enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's I'm crying. That's hysterical. Oh, me too. I pulled a tear. <laughs>